Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton as we look ahead to week two in the Ivy League. Yeah, it was a, an up and down week one for the Ivies out there. We'll go over that. We'll preview all of the games this week. As we do get into some Ivy League play this week, uh, Ivy against Ivy League play. So don't make too much about week one. We'll talk to you about that moving forward. This is when it really counts. Guys, go check me out at TomBartonSports.com, TomBartonSports over on Twitter, and TomBartonSports at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. So, yeah, look, week one is in the books, okay? And a lot of the predictions that I told you last week, I was pretty dead accurate about uh, almost all of them. Almost all of them came pretty accurately true. And it's not me patting myself on the back. It's more saying, hey, look, when you play an out-of-conference opponent, it's a little bit easier to sort of understand what kind of game plan is going to be at hand. It's a little bit easier to understand the way that the game is going to flow. Getting into week two should be a little bit more difficult, but I'll kind of give you guys my thoughts on the week two slate of games as well as previewing, and we'll get into all of that. Um, as far as I, I know, a couple of people have been asking me, can I mention some lines? Here, here's the problem with the Ivy League, okay? Um, and yes, I'm a professional sports better for my reputation, okay? That, that, that's what I do. It's, my reputation is built on that. I've been doing that um, for 13 years professionally. I have write-ups in books and magazines. That, that's what I do, okay? But I've been a sports talk host uh, for nearly 25 years. That is my number one passion. So I try not to get too much... Um, really into the weeds when it comes to sports betting on this channel. It also is a little bit difficult with the Ivy Leagues because they really don't release the lines until Saturday morning, right? Until right before game time, an hour or two before game time. That's sort of when they kind of release everything. So you, you turn around and you go, okay, no problem. Um, we can't really talk about that, but I'll give you a kind of a, a lean. And I know a lot of people have sort of asked about that. All right, so let's go back to last week. Holy Cross beat up on Yale 49 to 24. And I think we saw this coming. Look, do not make this seem like a bad situation for Yale, right? Don't get overblown with that this was a bad spot for Yale. Look, it, Holy Cross is a good team. The week before, speaking about a betting situation, the week before they were eight point favorites, uh, I'm sorry, eight point underdogs against Boston College. And I took Holy Cross, okay? I liked Holy Cross. I think anybody that knows the FCS knows about Holy Cross and knows, uh, you know, who they can be and who they are this year. Well, Boston College just played really, really well against Florida State. I mean, look at what, what's going on uh, for that. So you have to look at Holy Cross and say, yeah, they're a powerhouse. Holy Cross has a dynamic two-way player, uh, you know, two-way quarterback, meaning, uh, you know, he led the team with 98 yards rushing, 275 yards passing and four touchdowns. I'm not getting down on Yale. Yale, guys, don't get down on Yale. It is what it is, okay? Holy Cross is just a very good team. Um, Cornell Lehigh, we thought this was going to be a low-scoring game. Cornell jumped out of the gates, 14-0 uh, in the first quarter. Uh, they let him kind of come back into it, but nice win by Cornell on the road. I don't care if it's against a team that can't score. It was on the road. Speaking of 
you know, dual threat quarterbacks. Wang, 293 and two touchdowns through the air, 17 of 85 on the ground. Really nice. Again, another game I told you was going to be an under game and a hard-scoring game. Lafayette, Columbia. Columbia drops this, only could score three points and three points in the, the first uh, couple of minutes there and then just did nothing for the rest of the game. Well, we we knew going on the road is going to be tough for Columbia. It's going to be a tough year for Columbia, and, and this is a very good defense. So, again, we knew both of those games are going to be low scoring. We kind of knew Holy Cross. Look, I thought Arbor was going to win. I did not think that they were going to absolutely beat up the Tommies, and I think that this is the game of the week as far as eye-opening, right, as far as something that matters. Harvard scored in its first three possessions, okay? Um, they won 45-13 at home. I get it, it's at home. But but the Tommies were getting votes in the FC, uh, FCS poll before the year. You know, they were in the top 25 poll. They were getting some votes. This isn't a bad team. Absolutely fantastic game. And I think that the game of the weekend we're talking about, overall college game of the weekend, Penn beat Colgate. I was on the road. I thought it could be a little bit tricky. You kind of knew this was going to be low scoring as well, 20-6. to six. Brown beat Bryant in a pretty good game. Look, I, I'm i not saying Bryant's any good, but they their defense did hold UNLV, who just played a really good game and beat Vanderbilt, uh, down. So Brown, you know, holding them to 25 uh, was, was nice, but scoring 29 on a Bryant defense and 13 in the fourth quarter, that's nice. Wilcox, 355 and three touchdowns. Princeton, 23-12 on the road in San Diego. Again, another spot that could have been tricky. I thought Princeton was going to pull away with the win. I told you they would pull away with the win. But this was a tricky, tricky game. And another under and another tough road game. Dartmouth goes on the road and loses to New Hampshire 24-7. But I'm okay with that. Again, New Hampshire's a good team. So, look, if you're Yale and you lose to Holy Cross, if you're you know Dartmouth and you lost to New Hampshire – uh, don't worry about it, right? It's no big deal. Even the Lafayette-Columbia uh, game, don't worry about it. No big deal. Cornell, nice road win, right? Penn, nice, solid road win. Brown, real nice road win. Princeton, very nice road win. And Harvard, even though you were at home, I think that's the most impressive win of the weekend because of, against who it was uh, against and when it was. So let's look ahead to this weekend. Speaking of Harvard, Harvard takes on Brown Friday night. Um, look, Harvard's a much better team. I think we know that. But Brown has some offense, okay? 355 and three from Wilcox is not, nothing to kind of move away from. You have to like Harvard at home. It's the first game at home. It's the first Ivy game. It's going to be uh, sort of a big party there. It's Friday night. As much as, as loud as that stadium could get, it's going to get for this game. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I expect Harvard to come away with the win because of what I'm watching last week and what I thought Harvard was going to be. But this is a tricky spot because Wilcox is so good and he can go to the air. And that could be a spot where Harvard gets taken advantage of this year. Teams that will go to the air early and often, that could burn you. Yale should bounce back this week. And this is why I'm saying don't worry about it. They have Cornell at home. Two uh, back-to-back home games for Yale. That has to feel comfortable. Yes, Wang is very dangerous. Yes, he absolutely is. And here's another spot where you have a dangerous quarterback coming in. He's dangerous, but Yale should absolutely be the favorites, and I think Yale cruises to a victory here. Columbia-Georgetown. Georgetown's not a bad team, okay? They're not a bad team. Uh, going on the road to Columbia shouldn't matter that much. It's not like Columbia has that huge home field advantage. Georgetown is one of those teams where you turn around and you go, okay, they beat up on Marist and only allowed seven points. They beat up on Sacred Heart and only allowed 10 points, and then they lost to Stonehill. Stonehill's not a very good team, but again, they only allowed 23 points. I expect a low-scoring game here, but Columbia's got to get something going. And they scored three points last week, guys. They got to get something going. Lehigh, Dartmouth, another low-scoring game I expect fully 
here. Uh, you look at Lehigh, what they've done in three games. Their starting quarterback is only thrown for 600-plus yards. You know, he's throwing for 200 yards a game. In six games, he's got four touchdowns, five interceptions. Lehigh is not a good team, but they do play good defense. And that defense could be the difference maker here when you're talking about a Dartmouth team that could struggle to score. Bucknell against Penn. Penn traveling to Bucknell. Bucknell's not a very good team. Penn, I expect to win this game, but it is a road game, okay? It's a road game against a team that their only loss was to James Madison, who's a very good team this year. So I'm not really sure. Look, they've got two games, one against a Cupcake VMI and another one against James Madison, where they got decimated, but it is what it is. It couldn't do anything offensively. Bucknell's a team I'm still not sure who they are. And I, and I don't know if you can prepare for a team that you don't really know who they are. And then Princeton takes on Bryant. Princeton, long trip back home, but they'll feel good being back at home. Bryant, again, it's a team that got decimated by UNLV, but I sort of liked what they did defensively. They held their quarterback to under 100 yards. But then they came back last week, and they looked like Bryant of... Um, you know, kind of, I guess, more more in tune of what we thought. My thinking is that Princeton, after that really good showing against San Diego, is going to come up here, and they're, they're going to have a pretty easy time. So my, if, if you had uh, sort of my play of the week, I guess I'm going with Yale. I, I don't know what how much they would win by. I expect double digits. I expect Yale to really, do, really bounce back. The most intriguing game of the week, though, is that Friday night game. Harvard, Yale, up in Cambridge. That should be a good one. I fully expect Harvard to win. And once Harvard wins, I think we're going to start getting a little bit of groundswell of, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe this is that team, like I've been talking about in the preseason. Uh, if they do lose, it's back to the square square one with the drawing board of maybe Harvard isn't that good this year, which a lot of people did share that sentiment. It just wasn't mine. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Tom Barton, TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out. Have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.